Hello and welcome back to Fajitas Tonight, our February episode. I'm currently um, curling Morgana's hair. Yep, so um, this is Saturday <laughs> night in London. Elle was just moved to London town. So what are we doing tonight, Elle? We're going out big time. So this is going to be a very candid episode. We're a bit rushed. Running Drinks a bit late. Drinks are in hand. Dinner's in the oven. Indeed. So there'll be dings. Um, you'll hear us getting ready. Oh, Elle, these curls look lovely. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, we are very excited to bring you another episode. Now that Elle is in London, hopefully this will be happening more often and we'll actually be engaged with the news, not talking about it um, months after it's happened or anything <laughs> like that. Um, which kind of brings us quite neatly onto our topic today, actually, Elle. Do you want to talk about what we're going to be talking about? Well, you put it nicely earlier, but we're, we're looking at macro news trends, are we? Would you Ooh, say? I don't know, you're that's a very things. economic thing. Yeah. I'd say we're going a bit meta today. There like, Obviously, what me and Elle talk about is pop culture, the news, things that have caught our eyes, and everything that we like to consume. So today we thought about um, talking about how we consume the news and how it's all a bit messed up at the moment really and the pros and cons of modern life so have a drink in hand join us play the social media buzzword drinking game oh what, what are um, words? social media i think can definitely warrant a drink okay. also when you hear our food ding <laughs> in the oven or you hear us pause for a sip morgana's drink of choice tonight is Vodka lime lemonade. Whoop, whoop. It's very first year of you. I'm loving the throwback. All right, Elle, tell us about your classy drink then. Oh, well, everyone's going to bloody judge me now, aren't they? It's a white Zinfandel. Oh, oven. oh, oh, there we go. The ding, oven, ding, ding. Oven. Have a drink, everyone. Hope you enjoy this app. <laughs> sure. So, let's get straight into it. We are talking about the news and how we consume media. So what kind of sparked this discussion is like probably the story that has kind of erupted on Twitter in the past few days and how it's being handled by or like interpreted by the world. So Elle, do you know which story I'm talking about? It could be many stories, which is relevant to our to our convo, but I'm going to guess it's Scofe. Oh, it's Scofe indeed. For those of you who are living under a rock, basically, <laughs> uh, this morning... Uh, co-host beloved national sweetheart philip schofield um came out as gay yesterday on this morning i cried you cried it was, like, it was so emotional his speech his well his speech on this morning and also his post on instagram yeah it was like so heartfelt and like raw and it honestly i was like crying i was working from home so it was all right but I had this <laughs> it was acceptable all, yeah all day I, I was like oh my yeah. god yeah I was in the office and we were all like, I think someone read it and then everyone else was like, fuck off, no way. And then we all literally just like turned on this morning and tuned in. It was a very nice communal shared moment. But the big story of it is that he has been happily married for 27 years to his wife, Steph, and they have children. And it was him kind of saying, look, I want to live my life. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I think I know that I am gay and... I would like to come out to everyone. And it seems like from the this morning coverage that Holly has known for a while. Yeah, well, they are say. besties, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it and, sounds yeah. like he's been struggling for a while. But um, it's just kind of hit the news. and But the reaction has been largely positive. I've only seen positive things, which is nice. Yeah, he's kind of been celebrated for his bravery. And I think this morning did it in a really good way where they kind of like got ahead of the tabloids in a way and they like told the story themselves. It was his... It was his owning of the story rather yeah. than being outed by yeah. anyone else which is 100% good. which is not what you usually see but um, like was it two days previously um, 
Jamila Jamil, who we've discussed a lot on this podcast before, also came out as well. She comes. She came out as queer. I see. I didn't even see this. Oh, did you not? No, no, I didn't see it at all until you mentioned it. Well, it wasn't. You know, it was a bit of a flash of a news story, and that is exactly what we're talking about, Elle. Like how the like a, a second news story can come and wipe out the first. Yeah. So like Philip Schofield has just been like blown up everywhere, and everyone has seen that. But the Jamila Jamil hasn't been that big. But basically, the story was that. Um, she was um like she signed up to be a judge on a voguing tv show and voguing has this history of like representing like lgbt culture yeah. and like particularly black and latino people and um she came out as oh and um oh no so first people were like oh she can't do that role because she's not lgbt yeah um and then it's she came out. out to say actually i am queer and then she was like, look, I'm leaving Twitter, can't deal with the hate. Oh, wait, she's left left. Well, she just kind of did, like, Scope. she did, like, an Insta post saying, actually, I am queer. I thought I would use my platform to help bring, like, people to watch this show, even if I'm not, like... I, even if though I understand the backlash and I understand why people might not might want someone else to fill the role. Yeah. Which I think is quite a fair argument, to be fair. She well, does like to use her platform. If people are coming at you and saying you can't do something because of a certain reason, you're, like, you're in within every right to defend yourself on that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, exactly. But... Um, and then obviously, well, all the we were reading online about it and it was saying about how it's, like, um, biphobic, etc., to be like, you're with... A man. Yes. So you can't be queer. Exactly. Whereas with Philip Schofield, everyone has been so accepting. But um, the thing that's quite interesting about this is just kind of like, I, we kind of went back to the phrase of, with the news, how it's like, today's news is tomorrow's chip paper. And like, love it, love it you know, so profound. Um, and how, like, whether that still exists in an age of, oh, grab your glasses, social, social media. media. Everybody grab a drink, cheers. <laughs> chin, chin, chin. Enjoy that white sip. Oh, wow, well, that was quite a smash. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just thought that would be quite an interesting thing to discuss because it's, like, happened recently as well with, so the Harry and Meghan stepping down from the royal family. I feel like in yeah. the UK, at least, coverage was blanket. It was everywhere. It's all you could see. But that was in the wake of the Prince Andrew royal scandal. And it covered it up. And it totally covered yeah. it up. And it's like... If, like, one can't happen with the other one? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know what my thoughts are on this, because I, I do think... Are we talking about, like, positives and negatives of, like, news changing yeah. so fast and how that can overrule certain stories that might be important? Is that what, is that what we're getting at here, Mark? I think... Well, I'm kind of asking, like, has the news cycle got shorter? And if it has, is this a positive or a negative? Well, okay. I think that's the. What's your initial thought? I think yes, the news cycle has got shorter because we're constantly craving new content in every sense. So we always want new content on YouTube. We always want new content on social media, like all those mm-hmm, platforms. Mm-hmm. And the news now just plays into that. It's accessible all hours of the day. It's not like a newspaper comes out once a day. Yeah, you're not like waiting to see what's in yeah. the news so when you pick up your morning paper. Yeah, constantly refreshing your news app. Exactly, and mo- and I think wasn't it said on the high low fairly recently that they were like oh like the percentage of people who consume news via social media has like massively gone up. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's how like the majority of young people get their news or something. I would have to fact check that, but it is like <laughs> we'll have to fact check. We're gonna have to get an editor. Um, but yeah, no, it's really interesting. I think the way we've consumed it is is different, but. Let's talk it's, about so news stories. So you've mentioned Meghan and Harry, mm-hmm. etc. Haven't heard from them in a while. 
I yeah. mean, that's the whole point, bless them. Like, exactly. I know, I know. But, um, it, yeah, it's kind of mad how they were the focus of attention for months and, like, particularly it was, like, very intense scrutiny for a couple of weeks. And now they've sort of, like, gone out the spotlight. There's just nothing on them, which is so nice. I know. But that just shows how, like... The media does move on very quickly. Exactly. It is, it is. But is it more or less fickle than it used to be? It's hard to tell because I feel like with social media, everything is more recorded. It's not like you bin yesterday's paper. Everything still stays up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it kind of ties in with cancel culture and, like, if a celebrity is, like, given a bad name, it can stick with them more now, I'd say. Because people have screenshot evidence whereas no one would keep a newspaper and... Also, like, news makes its way onto different platforms, so, like, it's on Twitter. That, I mean, that's how a lot of people consume their news, right? You yeah, exactly, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you do, like, Um, I actually, I think I scroll through the news apps and use Twitter, but um, I don't buy a paper anymore. Not that I ever did. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, but I do, like, I when I sit down and read the paper, I really enjoy it. But then if I'm reading the paper, I'd probably be reading it for something like film reviews. I don't know yeah, I, if I'd read it for, like... Books. Yeah, a lot. Oh, I love the crossword I do. Sunday Times GT. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I wouldn't read it for something that's time-sensitive. I think you want to be on, like, finger on the pulse. You want to be on the apps. And that's one thing that's really good about social media because it means that your news can be super super up to date sorry yeah a wine hiccup there um find out stuff that is breaking and you don't have to rely on like network channels but then yeah but that's another point talking of network channels i just think yes so we're saying that the news changes really quickly um but you've got to actually flip it around and be like who is controlling the news and like who is showing us this? Like, a few people I spoke to, actually, this January, were saying, oh, for the past, like, three years or whatever, we've just had blanket Brexit coverage and nothing else. Yeah. And then in the lead-up to actual Brexit, the month of January and on oh, the 31st, yeah. there was, like, almost radio silence. Like, I really didn't see that much about it. I genuinely... I know this sounds and so Conspiracy theory. No, go on. I genuinely forgot, like, January just... Well, actually took forever. I was going to say flew by, but did not. But I was I was so ignorant to like what was going on with Brexit. Exactly. With it. Whereas before the election, that wasn't was, like, just super you though. That wasn't just you. I think there was more quiet around it, and I don't know if that's just because it was classic like boy cried wolf. Like, oh, it'll be on October thirty first. No, it I won't. It'll so, be on this day, yeah. and everyone was just like, I don't fucking believe it. But this time, it actually did kind of happen. So I don't know. You can definitely argue that the Tories had some kind of. I don't know. Oh, Deal with the BBC. I don't know. I don't know I'm what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah. I've got a lot to answer. Oh my god! Can I just segue into the fact that the Murdochs are my new obsession? Okay. I've actually been there... reading about them so much. I they are fascinating. There is a very um, relevant to this discussion. TV show about them. Oh. Yeah, What's yeah. It called? Succession. Me and okay. Jazz started watching it. It's very loosely based on them. Oh, I love a loose based on I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about like this media mogul who is dying and all the kids are squabbling over who's going to inherit the. Yeah, and one of like, the sons the... is like a real hippy dippy. Oh, yeah. Well, in real yeah. life, I think James Murdoch actually believes in climate change, whereas all the others are like, no. no, no that is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then like all the Fox News you know outlets but then that's so interesting because again like the power of news actually blows my mind like how the Murdoch's owning so much in so many different countries they can actually influence politics and be really anti-democracy well I think they're doing a lot of bad stuff in Australia 
as far uh, as I can tell. Yeah, the Prime but Minister lots of scandals. Is, um, not not one for climate change. He's like a coal. Yeah. Fan, Which uh-huh. again, wow, segue. Go on. Australian bushfires. What's going on? Yes, exactly. And that's another thing that um, me, another reason me and Elle were interested to discuss this. Like we saw so much about the Australian bushfires, and then now nothing. Oh, hello, hello. Who's running? Could that be food? Okay, Elle has a tongue in my hair. I need to go and check on my fish fingers. We're just gonna pause. Are we pausing it? We're gonna pause. Okay. False alarm. False alarm. Neither of our foods are ready. Morgs, what have you got? Just say quickly. What for dins? Yeah. I do have some fishless fingers. Some potatoes with herbs, and I'm also going to do up some veg. Oh, um, I need to do some. Sa- Wait, when are you doing your veg? Oh, I don't know. We Why haven't thought about this. I've still, I've still got tongs in my hair. This is stressful. We're supposed to be having an in-depth debate about the news and how we consume culture and the death of democracy. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on here because what you think's going on because I'm actually having a really in-depth debate, but I'm also just multitasking. <laughs> I'm actually so impressed by your multi. I mean, I, I, I don't have a mirror CV. near me, so I can't look at the hair. But this um, is on my CV. Can multitask? Can multitask? Can curl? She's making me curl with straighteners which i have never done before i am impressed sorry i'm ill-equipped um you had to venture down south to come and do this right okay thank you um where okay. do we get up to you're done it's done oh my god no, it's, it's done. done oh this is so exciting okay. guys this is like an episode this is very live very candid episode I think I'll turn them off great right i can sit down sorry, now hurry. oh okay amazing um Elle, where did we get up to in our... Uh, Rupert fantastic- Murdoch. <gasps> Rupert Murdoch, yeah. No, I'm fascinated. I've started watching Succession. Very good. Um, yeah. I think it's a bit of a slow burn. It's by the same guy who did The Big Short. <gasps> oh, so it's that, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Does it explain a lot of things? Because I need explanation in my life. Um... Yeah, well, it's just, like, focused on the family members. I think I actually find the real family more interesting than the fictional one. But, mm. um... I am enjoying. Yeah. But, yes, biased media... Bias Australia, bushfires, that's where we were. And they're still happening. Yes. And we're not seeing it. No, nothing massive has been said since mid-January and it's been like... Yeah, weeks. exactly. Coronavirus? coronavirus? That is everywhere at the moment, to be fair. I mean, it is just a common flu, is it not? I, I don't know, Al. Do you want to make that kind of sweeping statement? Well... No, go on. I've say what you can say. To... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, this ties into a point I have. So, yeah, please go on. Please go right, on. Right, so you're waiting to stitch me up. No, no, no. I have a seg... Oh, here she goes. Okay, so (laughs) I've spoken to a friend's mum who's a nurse, Mm. and she was basically like, obviously it's killing old people and people that are sick already, but any common, any flu can do that to you. Yeah. And I get the feeling that the whole fear factor over coronavirus Mm. is because of the mask thing that's making everyone freak out, whereas Um. I think that's a cultural thing that's come over because it originates in China. So then everyone who's like non-Chinese is like, oh my God, masks, it must be the end of the world. Whereas the Chinese people are probably like, yo, we wear masks for the common cold. Yeah. I don't know, that's the, that's the vibe I get. I think that's true. And also I just kind of wanted to link that to like in the news that we see, you know how like every single plane crash makes it to the news, whereas yeah. there are actually way more car yes. crashes, but yeah. you don't see them. So again, that's another way that the media kind of manipulates in its coverage. Yeah. But then there's a question of relevancy. Like, you can't just say, oh, all media outlets are baddies for not showing us everything totally non-biased. Like, can they even ever be non-biased? The BBC try. Be non-biased. Oh, oh, profound. Yeah. In being non-biased, are you being biased? That's a really stupid question, but I'm just thinking about that. Okay, just unwind that for me, because I have had a vodka lim- <laughs> lemonade. Well, I think the reason that I'm saying this is because I'm halfway through a bottle of wine. Um, <laughs> that was speedy. So if the BBC up. is unbiased, it doesn't show certain images, right? So if there's like... Um, I don't know, say like a genocide is going on, 
we, we won't see those images necessarily or they'll right. be blurred out right because it's trying to be unbiased or it's trying to be like protective in some sort of way but by not saying by not showing that isn't that being political or, or or biased in some sort of way it's like how being apolitical is actually political right do you understand what i mean okay yeah no i think i do okay I'm just thinking out loud and it probably sounds like absolute shite. No, cheers to that one. It it, it does make sense. Um, Yeah, I think it's it's a difficult question whether you could really say whether the the move we've made is like positive or negative. Like, so so if we take social media... Oh, 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 there we go. Here we go again. Sorry, audience. We have to eat, though. Have a drink. So we're back. Um, We had a brief pause to well, eat our food <laughs> exactly we just had a full dinner in a that full time dinner. oh wait i've realized so I've fast. Open the window. yeah close those windows wandsworth road we don't want to hear you hold on we don't want to tell the listeners exactly where i live when <laughs> Elsa said wandsworth road she meant where <laughs> can we edit that out <laughs> no we can't edit anything can we um so anyway the profound point i was about to make out before i was briefly interrupted by fish fingers was that um social media drink drink (laughs) and about how like so we were talking about how like the media can manipulate our news but also like our social media feeds are literally manipulated by the algorithms and so like the kind of thing that you're liking they will give you more of it so like whenever it says the trending for you for me it'll be like love island (laughs) celebrity gossip and then i'll go on trending news and it'll be like australian bushfires (laughs) coronavirus do you know know what i get so i get i've literally clicked on like two Meghan markle like Articles yeah. once in my life, and now I've got a whole fucking section for her. Didn't ask for it. I've got Megan Markle. They actually do section. that. Yeah, Apple interesting. News is sectioned out, and also Fair what I surprised. get, which I've never clicked on, so I don't understand, is soaps headlines. One, I don't watch any soaps <laughs> because I'm not home from work early enough. Two, I've never clicked on any headlines. I've got a segment and also what's really jarring about the soaps headlines, this is so irrelevant, is they're really dramatic and it will literally say like Janine murdered by husband. So you think it's a really oh serious god, piece yeah, of you news. think that's a real news story? It's a character. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. This is how the media manipulates. Literally. But also, I was thinking about it, and I was like, your social media feed is also curated by your friends. Is it like? Well, as in, like, in terms of Facebook, for example, because it's, like, what other whatever your friends like and yeah. retweet or reblog or whatever, that is going to come up higher. So the kind of people you hang out with, it's going to give you, like, <laughs> like a personalised feed. Okay. And then it just ties into the whole echo chamber argument, isn't it? And it's, like, you only see what you want to see. Yeah, and you only see what you're already familiar with. I purposely follow Piers Morgan so that I break out of my echo chamber. (laughs) It's a protest follow. But then I've also heard, like, whenever I listen to podcasts and it's, like, take care of yourself if you don't want to see negative things on, like, Instagram, whatever, if you Mm. don't want to follow things that will make you feel bad, Mm. just don't follow them. And then you can stay in your own little bubble. And in some ways, I suppose it's good for mental health. But in other ways, maybe it's not good for realizing level of ignorance yeah realizing that people actually have different views to you and i also think potentially oh no okay i was just thinking on like a news level yeah yeah if you ignore all the bad stuff then you'll i mean that might be good for your mental health if that's you personally but i feel like for me i need to be aware of the actual bad stuff that's going on so i can rethink about my position and think you know what it's not that bad like yeah like my world is actually pretty 
Like, I'm pretty privileged. I think it's easier to see the bad stuff, though, because I think I've written an article on this one oh, about Red how, Brick. like, um, we crave, like, negative headlines and it's, like, a survival response and we're attracted to the things that are bad because yeah. they're, like, in danger us or whatever rather than things that are good. I really recommend listening to, actually, like, the Richard, Richard Curtis. Curtis. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> the Richard Curtis episode of How to Change the World because he's so, like... All you hear are the negative headlines and mm. actually there's so much positive stuff being done all the time, we just don't hear about it. Yeah. I don't know, what what are you going to do about the news? Like, what are you going to do with your news that's going to be different after What, would I change my habits? Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I suppose the, the shorter news cycle that we've got means that you have to be active in your searches, doesn't it? So, like... So, if you the miss Austra- a day, you've yeah. missed a whole news story because it won't be there the next day. Yeah, yeah. and also, like say I'm interested in the Australian bushfires I and I'm not seeing it in my timeline mm. I and I know they're still ha- I would have to like google it and see that yeah. they're still happening yeah um I guess it's just I think the benefit of put having more time in the short news cycle okay so let's do pros and cons so my immediate yeah. pros Go would on. be you can learn a little bit about a lot so you might have like a a little bit about a lot of news stories so you feel a bit more in touch with what's going on yeah but then the negative version of that would be you've read a headline and therefore you feel like you're an and i'm guilty of this as well you'd be like oh i know what that is then and you feel confident in maybe talking about it and not with the full picture in mind so you'll know yeah nothing really about it Mm. and then it's easier for fake news to spread i suppose because you're like Oh, I can talk about this as if I'm an expert, but you haven't actually gone in depth You've and read, read about like, it. Maybe one article. Yeah. That was from the Sun. Not judging Sun readers. But... <laughs> um, but then, but then, a good thing again about it being in kind of like snippets is that it's more accessible to everybody else because I know like people will slag off the Sun or the Mirror, etc. But you if just you're did. not, well, <laughs> if you're not reading, I don't know, some broadsheet. Which are, you know, like, difficult to read. And I think we're very privileged in thinking about our, like, reading age ability, etc. Like, versus the general population. Then it's not making news accessible to them. Whereas, like, these micro snippets and, like, those sort of tabloid newspapers are giving bits of information to people that might not be able to access them otherwise. And surely everyone deserves to be able to access information. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. And I do wonder if they had any kind of statistics on whether, like... Um, our generation are more engaged with the news than yeah. the older generation. And reading ages of different newspapers. That yes, would be really that would be so interesting. I mean, this is probably findable. Do you think? I don't know. Reading ages. Murdochs are covering it up. <laughs> <laughs> Get that in succession. I know. I know. Oh, great show. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't really know my stance. Like, do you think, like, compared to how how do your parents consume news? Um, used to buy a newspaper every Sunday. Yeah. And that would be like their Sunday spread. Uh-huh. And now it would be daily on like apps. Oh really? Yeah. TV? No, we don't really watch the news. Interesting. At home. Yeah. I think my parents you? are very much they still buy the paper mm. Saturday and Sunday. And then they would try and watch it. See that if they scared, can, yeah. yeah. I they not they're not tech savvy. They're, I mean, they won't even be listening to this because they can't access podcasts. <laughs> so I've I've no shame in saying this, but they would definitely not be listening to apps. Um, so it is different, I suppose. I think TV is apparently still the main way that people consume news. Yeah, 
If I had a TV, I'd watch it like that. Oh, this is a plea to Morgana's housemates. Let Let Morgana have a TV. The Olympics are on this summer. What am I going to do? We're going to have an Olympics party at the flat. Oh my God, are you? Opening ceremony, yes. Oh, 100%. Barbecue on the terrace. You're joking. How have I not been told about this? Guys, do you see? One week in North London and that's it. She's gone. (laughs) She's gone. I actually live with Rach now, so we cook together. Don't get jealous. We haven't had these together yet, okay? Okay, yeah. Just everyone, me and Elle, did have fajitas together last night. And Rach was there. Rach was there also. (laughs) Um... We just I got a family ha- pack. <laughs> yeah, needed to unpack. I've, I've got to have my four. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get really funny about that. Um, no, okay. So I'm thinking I'm gonna try. I think since I've been working full time, woe is me. Like everybody else <laughs> in the country, I've found it really difficult to try and be interested in the news after a long day. Like I actually just want to unwind really? and read something fiction. Just not be thinking. I don't want to yeah. have to like my cogs to be working because at work they're doing that all day, and I'm just genuinely exhausted from that. So I think I've been sort of like switching off on purpose, and I do want to be back into it. I want to be know what's I want to know what's going on. on be in the loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Um, I, I, I do also want to improve my news habit. I think I want to know more. It's just hard to find the time, isn't it? And then also, like, can you be judged for like the type of news that you consume? Nice. Like, if we're into our entertainment news, is there a problem with that? I well because we're biased. I know we're definitely pop cultural mavens. I think that everything (laughs) is relevant. Like everything informs what's going on in a macro. It reflects what people are actually interested Mm. in. It is the zeitgeist. Yeah, with Love Island, for example. Indeed, indeed. I have always found that really interesting. I think that news on that is news. Um, But then is it because I don't know if you're weighing up what's more important? Is it more important for me to read about Meghan Markle's clothing? Or is it more important <laughs> for me to read about the near nuclear strike with Iran? Like, those are the things that were going on at the same time. And what yeah. was coming up on my newsfeed, because of what I clicked on previously, was Meghan Markle's clothing. But yeah. I would argue, in some way, information like that, Meghan Markle's watch wearing, is really informing my view of the world, because I'll see the kind of, like, biased reporting in that, and the racism involved in that, and all the other issues, which are political... But they're just not as overtly political. I think when we think politics with with the news, we think it's got to be about politicians or it's got to be about countries. A hundred percent. Whereas actually, like personal is political, and I've always thought that. Yeah, I've, I I only really kind of reached this realization this week. One of my housemates is quite political, and we were just kind of having this discussion. And I was like, your politics can mean like your just your life view. Yeah. It really isn't just that. like, oh, I'm voting Labour, I'm voting Conservative. Mm. It's it's a lot more broad than that. Um, not that all news coverage is about politics and not that that's the only thing that's, you know, higher thinking and more intellectual or anything. But I suppose that is often what dominates the headlines. And that's my view of it, that it is. So then I think, oh, well, why am I reading this stuff about, like, celebrities and culture and what's happening at the award ceremonies? But actually, that is really important. Exactly. To be and aware it reflects of. so much. Especially the award ceremonies at the moment are having yeah, a Yeah, Queen real... Phoenix. Oh, oh, what's yeah. What's he gonna really... do? Oh wait, it's the Oscars tomorrow. Elle. Yeah, what's he gonna say? Oh, dun dun dun. Ready? I hope he's got his speech ready. Oh no, indeed. Um, so I suppose our conclusion is kind of like the way we consume news is different now, mm. and it does chop and change very quickly. But there are there are pros to it. Yeah, I, accessibility. I suppose I think it's is nice the key to point. And understand bits about what's going on. I'll never be able to understand everything that's going on in the world no 
but it's nice to feel like I've got some sort of like yeah that's the benefit you feel like you're connected to yeah. everything but I it's feel like so negative because if you feel like you're connected then you feel like you know more than you actually do and you don't and then you're not well there you go that's oh, why this Lordy. is a discussion piece isn't it Elle it's a Ecos. debate <laughs> Elle's new favourite phrase is ecos she kind of whips that out quite a lot <laughs> I text it quite a lot <laughs> end of the day fully support your scope support your Jamila um, <laughs> <laughs> you brought it right back I'm bringing it right back to the start I think news is good news is you can tell good. that we've gradually gone through more alcohol as we've got I know oh, god I mean we did line our stomachs readers readers <laughs> listeners we oh, promise wow. It's okay. There's another seg to come. Consuming. I'm just going to say social media so you all have to have a drink. Way. And on to the best segment of all. Elle, what have you been consuming lately? What have I been consuming? Wow, that came out wrong. Um, I've been watching a lot of Love Island. I'm loving it. I know people are slagging it. Like, that's not as good as summer. Do you know what? Summer had a lull too. <laughs> Before they brought in Mora, it was boring AF for about a week. So every period has a lull yep. in the series. I would agree with that. But this series, the people seem quite genuine. They come from normal jobs. They're not pre influencers before they go on the show they're not models already they're quite normal and i like that i love watching the friendships evolve that's my favorite and castro morse just been so there's a bit of drama which is always great um if anyone was interested i'm for shanice and luke t to win I'm in love. <laughs> i honestly teared up when he walked back in from castro Moore, and i also teared up yesterday when he was stroking her face in bed can't control myself I um I just want to speak as one. Of, I'm just really curious for when the viewing figures come out because I'm one of those who is a huge Love Island stan, as we know. But I have resisted watching any Love it? Island winter because what are you doing in January that's different to July when there's actually stuff to do. I just felt like I wouldn't have time to commit twice a year, honestly. I don't, what are you doing in the evenings? I would be watching other shows meeting up with friends going out no, to wrong sport. To i just also i don't have a tv which does make a big difference okay, right at gala let's have a tv <laughs> i don't have a tv um i've watched sex education series too oh can we have a little discussion about this a brief one yeah because we've got to get out and we'll go to a school past eight yeah but l we can <laughs> also discuss and then go out and have fun people leave at like 12 l <laughs> needs to chill out am i right listeners <laughs> I'm just ready for a boogie. So basically, I thought Sex Education Season 2 was one of the best bits of TV I've watched in a long time. I thought it was so good. Okay. I think in the first series, you get used to their weird colour scheme where everything's really bright and you get yes. used to the fact and that it's, quite it's American. American and yeah. weird. Um, and then all of the characters are great. It actually touches on really important conversations. It's not heteronormative. There's awkward sex scenes. It's actually funny, like laugh out loud. Can I just give a pers- like a little shout out cool. to that line <laughs> when um, they're in the toilet and then there's that guy who's in the cubicle for a really long time and he comes <laughs> out and he goes, I wasn't crying. I was doing a poo. <laughs> I, w- I think I was in tears at that one. Of course one. you like that one. Um, but yeah, it was just so funny and I really loved it. Unpopular opinion, potentially, I find Otis the most annoying character. Really? Yeah, I really I think he's a great him. actor. I just think he's really awkward. His character is annoying. He's not the most annoying. Who's the most annoying? Okay, not annoying, but Adam's problematic. 
Yes, but Adam's got an interesting storyline. Yeah, it's going to be this redemptive arc. But I'm glad they actually handled the abusive side of his relationship with Eric because I was a bit concerned about that. Oh, I love Eric. I, I love, love Eric. Eric. And I thought Amy's storyline in this series yes. was so important. Yeah, that was good. And yeah. Maeve's about like bringing yeah. a parent back in that's problematic, etc. Yeah, there was just so much good stuff. I, I really loved it. If you haven't watched it yet, I highly, highly recommend. Yeah, that was good. Um, what have you been watching? Many things actually. So I've been watching Cheer on Netflix. It. Tell me. It's like it's, um, it's a documentary about this cheer squad, cheerleading squad in um, like Texas, Navarro, and they're like the best in the world, and everyone wants to go there. Um, and it's documentary style, and it kind of shows them, and it's like brutal training. Mm. Um, and there are forty of them, and then only twenty of them can be in like the cheerleading championships of the year, so it gets a bit competitive. Yeah, but it's so good, and they've all a lot of them come from quite troubled backgrounds, and it's all like you really start to root this for them. This is their route out of yeah. poverty and into college, and it's, and it's a bit like you see the discipline, but the way the coach kind of explains it is like this is the only time a lot of these kids have ever had any expectation on oh. them, so they really want to prove themselves, and. Like, there's this guy called Jerry who I think is probably all... Like, he's just getting a lot of love because he's great. But I really enjoy it. And you just watch them like, wow, that fitness is ridiculous. And it'll be like, someone will fall and get injured and the rest of the squad have to do 50 press-ups oh. just to... Um, because someone fell. You'd be like, Shelly, keep it I know, I know. You but, think that's um, hard? Yeah. <laughs> I know, there are some moments where I am reminded of Sue Sylvester. Yeah. yeah, no, I love it though. I recommend... Also, um, me and the house have been, this is a major throwback, but only just watching Dr. Foster. First series or second? Uh, we're on to the second now. I haven't watched the second series. Should I? I loved the first yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. We haven't finished it yet, but it's really good. And also, Mersey Island is in it. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Um, because she, like, gets pissed off with everyone and has to retreat to her mum's house. And her mum's house is on Mersey. Oh, my God. And it's, like, a whole episode of really good Mersey coverage. And also, I have been... Um, to a house party in the in the house. Mm? I was literally watching it like, oh my god, it was a bit messier when I was there. Oh my god, I know, so good. Um, so that was really good. I'm really enjoying it. It's really stressful, and the guy's a dick. But um, Tom hate Tom. Yeah, I know. He becomes a full villain in series two. Really? Oh, yeah, he becomes it. like like Machiavelli, and he's just like really smug. It's oh, ridiculous. I hated his smug I know. Face in the first I know. Series. I recommend. Um, also. I've been watching the Taylor Swift doc. I yes. did watch it. Okay. And I just want to refer... Miss Americana, yeah. Right. I want to refer viewers to our episode on should celebrities voice their political opinions because we talk a lot about Taylor Swift um, and how she remained apolitical and then she made a comment. And basically the documentary goes behind the scenes on that Ooh. and it just kind of shows like... It's like they listen to us. I know. It, it's as <laughs> if they did, Elle. Um, and it just shows like her up against her team, including her dad and they're just basically like look if you come out and say you're anti-Trump and you support the Democrats then that's half of your stadium audience not filled and she's like no I really believe in this and then her mum's like oh we're worried about your safety though blah 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 and it's just so interesting to see the behind the scenes and when she does it like she's like wow the rise in voter registrations actually increased this mm. percentage and she so nearly like makes it enough and everything so, so it's like the risk, the actual, because we, we were talking about it, like, why don't celebrities talk up more? But it's like yeah. the actual risks that they the, have to consider 100%. before they do say yeah. anything. Behind the scenes. So that was so interesting. And she also kind of talks about her, like, persona as, like, the good girl who would never say anything wrong. Yeah. And it goes into, like, the Kanye thing. I really recommend. That was such a oh, good watch. okay. We'll watch. How long is it? Um, it's like a documentary film, so, like, maybe an hour and a half. Okay. 
but okay. a good viewing, a good viewing. Anything I would else recommend. Been watching? Um, I've been to the cinema actually. Oh. I went to see Bombshell. <gasps> it's good. It is good. It's the film with um. So it's got Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, and Margot, Margot Robbie. Yeah, and it's all about like the Fox News scandal mm. and sexual harassment. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was filmed in quite like an unusual way. I felt like it was quite fast paced. But it was really good. Um, and afterwards, I watched this YouTube video a friend recommended to me, which was the real women who mm. the characters were based on. They watched the film, and then they comment on the bits that they really agreed with and the bits they really didn't. Oh, interesting. Do, yeah. they ha- do they have any say in the film? Um, I think the main one, Megan Kelly, has a say in the film, and she kind of approved the scripts and stuff. But um, they were kind of like, wow, the scene where the kind of like harassment takes place and he's like, oh, show me your panties. She was like, that's really accurate. But then there were some bits when they were like, oh, this really wasn't how it was. So that was a really interesting follow on if you are going to watch it. I really recommend the film. It was very good. I also watched the Ruth Bader Ginsburg film on the basis of sex that oh, came I've out oh i watched like, that recently yeah with um Felicity Jones yeah 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 I watched that in like December yeah no that was really good I feel like there is a definite theme to what I've been watching which is feminist righteousness we'll but... comment that her accent was horrendous though did you think awful awful I didn't really clock it I oh thought my it was God, I quite good stand it oh because yeah. she is English isn't she well yeah you can quite clearly tell <laughs> I didn't find it that bad but it was really good and then I was reading up on like her as a real mm. person afterwards and like everyone's really scared she's gonna die because she's in the Supreme Court and yeah. apparently if she dies then that's like another voice All against Trump gone Trump, yeah. yeah so that was really good um, and that's all I've been watching. Have you been reading anything lately, Al? Readily doodling. Um, I set my reading challenge, so trying to keep up with that. I've read Modern Love, which is the collection oh, nice. of essays sent to the New York Times. Love that. I actually really prefer it to the series. Series is really good, but when I was reading the book, I skipped the ones that I'd seen in the series because I didn't want to ruin them or cross-fit them because I know the series was... Um, altered a bit for fictional like excitement um but the essays are really well written they're amazing all the people that write in are actually like writers oh. which makes it a bit different so sorry is it all be... by different authors yes yeah, so it's basically a collection of essays that have been sent into the new york times oh, over the last 15 years right okay um of people writing in about their love stories so like maybe four or five pages each Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's really good. You can pour it after Thank Rachel's you. Bennett. Um, I've also read My Sister's Serial Killer, which you lent me. I did, I that, in that was good. I really liked it. It was a really nice read, like easy so read. So quick. Not in like um, a trash novel read way. Um, thoughts just, on the ending. We don't want to spoil this, but I just I want to hear your thoughts. I liked the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a sicko in me liked the ending. Oh, I thought it was quite real. Yes. Yeah. It was realistic to her character and not yeah. trying to tie it up neatly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. I haven't actually yeah. read that. No, and I loved the concept because it was about 1940s New York. Ooh. Yeah, you know I love it. You yeah. Love it. So it's 1940s New York and a girl moves from a small town to live in New York and she becomes like a seamstress to a play theatre. And she gets involved with, like, celebrities. And it's just all about, like, the glitz and glamour and the downfall and, like, old school Hollywood and how the war intercepts. And I did really like it, but I think it probably went on about 100 pages too long. It was about 500 pages. And at the end, I was sort of like, right, so what was the point of that? And I think it was more (laughs) of a narrative story than a plot story. Um, But I still liked it because I liked that time period. Interesting to see what other people think about it, though. Yeah, Um, boring. And then... I've just finished Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evans, which I really liked. Bernadine Evaristo. 
Evans. Evans? Everisto. Is it? Yeah. Why have I written Evans? I don't know. Do you think she's Welsh? I don't know. <laughs> I oh. love you. Oh, Neil, the baby. Neil, the baby. <laughs> Hannah, I'm quite drunk, so. I know, I know. You still got your wad. Well, either way, it was really good. I really oh, liked it. Oh, I really want to read, yeah. Yeah, you can borrow it. Um, Thanks. Lots of miniature stories that had a connecting narrative overall that you only start to realise at the end. Oh, I quite like that. Yeah. And her style of writing was a bit Sally Rooney in the no capitals, oh, fluid. Oh, okay. I yeah. think it's quite a common trend, you know. I quite like it. Mm. It gets a bit of getting used to, doesn't it? It, it does. But you to. get into it. Yeah. Books for you? I have just finished reading the Stacey Dooley book, Women on the Front Line. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it, actually. It was kind of like a, like from based on her documentary. So if you've watched those, it might not provide you I've much new material. Those, yeah. um, but it was really good, like really interesting about like focusing specifically on women, like the femicide in Honduras and like the ECD women and like the trans kind of like sex workers. So it was really good, but I kind of feel like now that I've finished with that, all I want is like a good fiction novel yeah. to lap me up because it's quite heady. Did she actually write that or was it a ghostwriter? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would be interested to know. I can find out very easily. Thank you. Please find um, out with your connection. <laughs> um, I also read Pat Barker's book, Silence of the Girls. So, Pat Barker wrote, like, the Regeneration Trilogy, which I really enjoyed. I studied it in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Silence of the Girls is basically, like, ancient history. It's, like, the story of the Iliad and Achilles told from the women's perspective, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because it's told by Briseis, who was um, given to Achilles as, like, a war prize. When Sorry, he... question. Is this real life? It's actually happening? Well, it's, like... Or Ancient stories is, like, the Achilles... You know, Troy? The Battle of Troy? Yes. Yeah, it's based Wooden on that. Horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And it's like um, from the women's perspective and it's like usually you only hear about the men and they're being sung about and they did these amazing battles. But, and, then, and it's from the women who are like, we're sold and we're raped and, we're, and all this bad stuff happens. That is Elle getting a refill of White Zim for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> She's very interested in my book. Um, but I actually thought it was so, so good. Oh, I hate mythology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only if you're into ancient history would you enjoy it, but I'm actually really into it, so I really like it. All right, it. Cersei. I know, I also quite like Cersei. I mean, I don't think it was as good as this one. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Would I like it or not? No, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. It's a good good book club pick, I'd say. In the same way that you think you would like City of the Girls, because we're we're on different history waves. (sighs) I I would like to try, but you're right, I might be. Yeah. If you like Valley of the Dolls, you'll love City of Girls. Yeah, I mean, if you like Song of Achilles or Circe, Which then you probably you're don't probably. Sleep. Oh my god, Elle! People love ancient history. Those are bestsellers. Science of the Girls history. is very good. I also read Queenie, Queenie, the book everyone is talking about. Um, which was. I personally really liked it. Back to me, I... I really liked it. But it's actually the most Marmite book I've encountered because I think I've spoken to probably 10 people about it and I'm not joking when I say one person loves it, one person hates it, one person loves it, one person hates it. Rhythm, 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 rap and rhyme. Ah! <laughs> We're definitely drunk. Um, but it's basically like the, the main character is really problematic and she does a lot of things that you disagree with. Okay. So you're going to have to go into it knowing that. Nobody's perfect, I'm going to. Exactly. And that's what I interpreted it as, Elle. And also, before I read it, it was kind of hailed to me as the Black Bridget Jones. Right. And so I kind of went in with that view of, like, this character 
is might not be doing the right thing all the time but you get a bit of a learning at the end so I really enjoyed it and then it has a really interesting comment on like racism in modern Britain and also she's goes to Clapham Common all the time which I really enjoyed you get it you live in Clapham (laughs) but I really enjoyed it and I'd be curious because like a lot of my friends hate it so I really want to hear what you think I've lent it to you I put it in your bag Woo! Whoop! Have you been listening to anything good lately, Elle? I'll reel it off quickly. How to Fail with Andrew Scott. That's his name, right? I'm worried I'm going to say all the wrong names now. You don't know? I think it sexy is. Sexy Priest. Yeah, I know who you mean. Right. How to Fail with the Sexy Priest. I also listen to it. Bag. Yeah, very good. I loved that. I think he's just... I don't have any reason to love it more than that he's just... Just a great guy. An Angel. Just such an interesting what person. An and really, like articulates himself nicely you understand what he's saying he's not trying to be clever you can tell he's being completely honest I don't know yeah. most people on that podcast are really honest but I just you know when you feel like you could be friends with someone yeah I got that vibe he's a good egg maybe we could be mates at me if you're listening to this <laughs> and then I've right, also listened to um, Missing Crypto Queen oh yeah I've seen it advertised yeah it's a BBC one it came out in like October so I'm quite behind but um, listen to the whole series I thought it was so interesting it's about a woman called Dr. Ruja Ignatov who basically created a competition coin cryptocurrency um, to Bitcoin called OneCoin and it kind of delves (laughs) into cult ideology pyramid schemes I find pyramid schemes so interesting I don't even know what that is aka multi-level marketing so you know you'll see it I have people on Facebook need to delete them who are part of multi-level marketing brands where I would say to you Morgana I've just started selling this makeup called One Makeup if you start selling One Makeup you can sell it to your followers right right so then I recruit you so I get a bit of commission on everything you sell as everything I sell and then for you to make money you want to gain three other people so you'll say to your mate from home I think you should sell this makeup to all your friends you can make loads of money and you get the money off of them then selling it to their friends and then recruiting people so it's multi-level marketing and basically it becomes illegal when it's a pyramid scheme Um, I'm not sure it's like a fine line between that but basically I'm so intrigued by that I find it so interesting that people would ever get involved in it how no one makes any money unless you're right at the top and all those things so it's really good about that so basically one coin is multi-level marketing aka pyramid scheme no one's making any more fucking money it doesn't exist she's disappeared for like three years she's just gone the woman who was the face of it and it's still running and people are still buying one coin and they're like we're going to release one coin and no it's not happening interesting good track and then I also started listening to the fake Hi-Res. Hi-Res? Heiress. Oh, I've downloaded wow, that. why can I not speak today? Hi-Res. <laughs> Hi-Res image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk am I? Oh, Elle, we need to stop. Please um, continue. I'm not a fan. Oh, is it not good? No. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, I don't know if this is just me, but it's docudrama. Yep. So it'll have a bit where it's like, Anna Delvey moved to New York. And then they'll have an actress being like, Mom. Oh, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that. Let no, no, no. Let me do it. Mom, I want to go get my clothes now. Anna, why are you being like this? You're not my daughter. It's like, it's just, I just can't deal with it. I just want factual or I want, no, I just want factual. Yeah, okay, that makes, yeah, I, I'm so give on your go. page Please with that. Please give it a go. I will give it a go and I will feed back in the next step. Yeah, because I did download it thinking it looked really looked interesting really good, but obviously yeah. that format is not but amazing. tell me what you've been listening to 
shamefully little actually on the podcast front from me i just want to give a little shout out to some pods i've wrecked before but interesting episodes so table manners the amelia clark episode was really really good yeah she talks all about like this brain stroke that she had like in major detail um which was really really interesting and like she just she just comes across as such a good person you obviously you just like her instantly and she's a major foodie which i really enjoyed um also just been listening to marion keys on how to fail and her voice literally sounds like butter melting it's so nice i I could just sink into it and she talks about some really interesting topics as well about like um like women and her writing and like romance writing in general found it really interesting i'll listen to that tomorrow l best thing you've consumed food wise to wrap it up is that your pod's done that is my pod star. Speedeth. Um, I know. Best thing I've consumed because it's on my mind. I just had a classic restaurante mozzarella and tomato pizza. I'm obsessed. Dr. Oka banging them out. 275 in Tesco's down the road. Delicious. I love it. So them. good. A thin crust, a thick crust, but this one, don't know why it does it so good. That mozzarella melts like a baby. It's the f- with the pesto. <laughs> Babies melt really well. <laughs> <laughs> they melt like Marianne Keese's voice melts. Oh, like butter. Yeah, I did just use that to be fair. What about you? Food, food, so, food. Um, me and my housemates actually cooked from a real cookbook. Oh, I was um, going to say something this else. Month. I've just said that. Oh, you've already said that now, oh You're gosh, committed yeah. to Dr. Kirk. You can save it for the next one. <laughs> so, we, we're cooking from Melissa Hemley's book. Who? Uh, Melissa Hemsley's Melissa. book, Eat Green. And we made this like but- roasted butternut squash and like pesto risotto. And it was so, so good. Is that what Grace was reheating earlier? No, she made another one without oh, me, but also from good. the same book. But um, yeah, the risotto we made was amazing. And then for dessert, we had tahini chocolate chip cookies. And they were mm. also just so... It was just a very good, wholesome day. And we watched Booksmart. Oh, I didn't mention Booksmart. Oh, Jesus. Amazing um, sorry, I film. To, I wasn't allowed to mention my food that I had, so... <laughs> you can mention the food if you want. Because they were like, I get you. I want to talk about books more. Okay, it was from, it was from <laughs> Jamie Olive Veg Book and Rachel made it and it was a tagine and it was delicious couscous and it was so good. I love tagine. Yeah. But Booksmart, also watched, highly, highly recommend. It's so good because it's like, you get the two nerdy girls who are like, we need to party before graduation, but they're not like bullied and that's not the storyline. The storyline is just like them going on this wild night out. Like they self-restricted rather than were outcast. Yeah, and it's quite Which like... more your, what you need. It's is, more it? like reality. Yeah. But it's just such a wacky film that you don't really know where it's going. But I really, really Beanie enjoyed Bob's it. Seen today, right? Yeah. It's one of those where you're like 10 minutes in, you're like, this is a classic, I'm going to rewatch. Really enjoyed it. Right, what's the time? Oh God, it's time, it's time we, we, we got pop- a bus to Brixton, oh, isn't it, Elle? Boppity bop. I don't know what I've done. Elle may have messed up a podcast. Podcast, podcast recording equipment oh no I've not oh she hasn't okay well um we'll before we then. hang up <laughs> before we sign up for our night in Brixton can we just say thank you so much for everyone's patience who's actually still listening to this yeah thanks for persevering with us we know we've been very infrequent in giving out the episodes but hey we've said London. once a month we've delivered once a month very very close to the line now <laughs> very close it's to the, the line. beginning of Feb yep yep we've got time we've got time we've got time and i hope you enjoyed this drunken episode if you didn't let us know because we won't do it again otherwise we might use an excuse to pre-light this every time <laughs> and let's do, do final you like the addition of alcohol clinking cheers don't forget to rate review and subscribe follow me now on insta for more quality content and let us know what you think of the episode yeah and any episode suggestions oh, greatly we'll appreciated them. whatever you think what do you want us to chat about we'll take it we'd love to hear it all right Thank you. Have a good night, everyone.